He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. Hey everybody, this podcast is sponsored by Open Road Hospitality. Open Road Hospitality is a team of hotel and hospitality experts that are anywhere from maintenance to housekeeping, from housekeeping to front desk. We come in and we'll train your team to enhance your team and guest experience at your property. If you want to check us out more on other services we provide, you can go to openroadhospitality.com and find out everything from there or just reach out to us on the website. We look forward to hearing from you very, very soon. What's up, all my Slick Talkers? Thank you so much for tuning back into Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. I had the pleasure of introducing Devon Reeves. She's the co-author of the book called Tidbits for the Emerging Pineapple Professional. And this book is really, really useful for anybody that is either just starting out in the industry or coming out of college or doing anything that just wants to grow and develop their skills. There's a lot of good resources and, of course, tidbits for you. So I recommend you uh, check out the book and, of course, listen through all the way to the end. We have an exciting little giveaway for you. So there's more information at the end of the episode and enjoy today's podcast. Welcome to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast where we discuss all things hospitality, hotels, and business. You can find us online at slicktalkthepodcast.com and on every podcast listening platform. Thank you for having me, Will. I, I love your show. I'm a big fan. Uh, so kudos to you for uh, your, your on the success of your podcast. Thank you. But, uh, Thank you. Uh, background about myself, I've been in the hotel industry for over 10 years. I got my start off at the front desk at the iconic and famous Hyatt Regency Atlanta uh, hotel, about 1,260 rooms. So that was the introduction to the hospitality space for me and I uh, fell in love with it. So I was there uh, for about six and a half years, uh, did task force, moved up, did, uh, uh, opened a couple hotels um, while working there. Um, I'm sure you can understand task force uh, being in operations. Yeah. I yeah. After about six and a half years, I, I knew that I wanted to stay in the hotel space, but I wanted to get out of operations. Uh, so I took a chance and I took a risk. It was my first risk. I worked for, uh, at the time it was Panther Hospitality. Now it was Horwath HTL. And I did a non-paid internship for about three to six months. And because uh, I wanted to get my feet wet, I wanted to understand the transactional side. So I was working at Horwath HTL from uh, nine to twelve. This was now this was post college, so from nine to twelve, and then I worked at the Hyatt at night from uh, one until whenever you know it's time to go. Um, so I did that about yeah about three to six months, and I fell in love with um, hotel ownership. Working at Horwath HTL exposed me to the transactional side of the hotel space. So I learned about uh, feasibility studies. Um, uh, introduction to asset management and hotel development consulting. I was there for about two years, great company. I was small at the time um, and I wanted to work with a larger company. Uh, so I came upon uh, CHM Warnick. Uh, CHM Warnick is the uh, largest third-party hotel asset management uh, company in the, in the country. And um, so it was my first time ever, you know, living outside of Georgia since I moved down when I was a little girl. 
from Philadelphia and I, I moved to Boston. So that was my second big risk. Moved to Boston, never been to Boston except for the interview. Didn't have any family or friends in Boston and uh, fell in love with the company. Uh, I moved to Boston in the worst winter imaginable. It was like over a hundred inches of snow. <laughs> wow. but, uh, I know, right? And so I <laughs> uh, stayed there for about two years. I toughed it out. I could not take the snow anymore. <laughs> it was too much. And uh, moved back to Atlanta, Georgia after I left at CHM Warner. Great company. Learned so much um, about the industry and uh, asset management. It's just a great company and great, great group of people, great group of intelligent people. And um, left Boston and I. I always wanted to become an entrepreneur, but I, I never, I never really took that big risk. I, I didn't do it. I kept, I was planning for it, but I never made that jump. And finally, when I, I, I left Central Warnick and uh, took a sabbatical, I, that was, that was the time. And I started the Vaughn Group, uh, 2017. And um, I do uh, market research and uh, hotel development consulting. I work with uh, new hotel owners. Uh, we focus on 200 rooms or less. And um, after that, about 2018, I partnered with uh, Dr. Dequan Smith, and we developed uh, Tidbits for the Emerging Pineapple Professional, uh, which is a book for aspiring hospitality students or entry-level professionals who want to uh, excel in the industry and um, we, we developed this book based off of questions that we were getting when we were talking to students you know different around uh, different schools around the country or different schools around the country and we were getting a lot of the same questions like you know how do you find a mentor you know what type of scholarships are available you know I'm an introvert but I love the hospitality industry so what do I do um, I don't know how to network uh, how do I get a job uh, I mean, just, you know, basic, you know, fundamental questions, but people, they don't know the answers to. And so we, we, we created this, uh, we created this book. That's amazing. Um, for, for me, like, you know, I, I want to ask just kind of a question on, cause you and I've talked, you know, prior to the recording and just the, the jump, the leap of faith into going into your own business. Um, I've recently taken that jump. So what just made you just say, this is it, I'm doing it. I'm creating my own company and kind of maybe what are some challenges or, um, some lessons that you kind of like learn just from, I don't know, it's just, you and I have the same background in a lot of ways with, on how we started, but you know, what made you say like these skills I've developed with, you know, this amount of experience, I'm just going to jump in for it. Probably when I was taking my sabbatical uh, from, you know, work, I had to take a, a Devon moment because uh, I'd just been working hard nonstop because I worked full time while I was in college yeah. uh, at the, so you can imagine, you know, working in the front office, especially in a big box hotel can be yeah. manic and challenging um, and going to school full time. And I was active while I was in school, you know, I was president of my um, uh, the National Society of Minorities Hospitality Student Chapter. I was involved in other organizations, so it was just demanding. And then, you know, right after that, I took the unpaid internship and working pretty much nonstop every day. So I, I just need I needed a break, and 
and during that sabbatical, I, even though I loved the companies that I was working for, I was helping them develop their brand. I was growing their brand. And I said, you know what? I want to develop my brand. Yeah. I wanted to develop, you know, Devon Reeves, the brand. And I, like I said, I've always had that entrepreneurial spirit ever since I was a little girl. I used to sell candy in, in class and stuff and, and sell candy to the different neighborhood, uh, you know, kids and stuff. So I always had that entrepreneurial spirit. I just never took that leap of faith because being an entrepreneur is risky. I mean, it, it's extremely risky um, because, you know, when you're working for a company that's established, you know, you get the, the, the comforts of, of getting a paycheck every two weeks, you know, depending on the company, regardless of, of how, you know, well a poor the economy or how the company is doing, you're still getting a, a paycheck every two weeks, especially if your salary, you know what you're getting, you know what you're expecting, you're yeah. getting benefits, you know, you're getting retirement benefits, health insurance. But when you're an entrepreneur and you're working for yourself, it's, it's challenging. It's not that the same level of comfort, especially when you're first starting out. And because just it's it don't matter how many books and how many times you can go to school, you really cannot learn how to be an entrepreneur unless you do it. Yeah, it, it's I mean I read so many articles and books and spoke with entrepreneurs, and they left out a lot of things. I'm like I wish they I wish somebody would have told me this. You know, um, because you don't really learn it until you get into it. Um, and it, it's just, it's just a, a, a big risk. And fortunately, at the time when I took the leap uh, to start my own company, it was just me by myself. So I, it wasn't as stress. I, you know, I didn't have a, a family that I had to support it was, uh, or children or, you know, it was just me. So, um, and I, you know, I didn't, uh, I didn't have to worry about, I can put as many hours and do whatever I want. Cause again, at the time it was just, just me. So I thought it was just the perfect timing. Um, you know, had, I had money saved up and I said, you know, this is, this is something that I want to do, want to do something different. Um, and like I said, to develop, uh, you know, my own brand. And again, as far as like with the risk, of, I just can't stress it enough. A lot of people like, oh, you know, I want to become an entrepreneur because they figure, okay, I just want to, you know, create my own hours. They think being an entrepreneur is easier. Actually, it's harder because especially if you're a solopreneur, you're director of sales and marketing, you're the director of finance, director of operations, human resources director, president, chief operator, you're everything. Um, and it's, it's hard, you know, when you work for a company that have all those different roles and you're the develop, you know, director of business development. So, and your PR person, um, especially, and then when you first start off, you want to mitigate a lot of your expenses. So you just don't want to, okay, well, I'm a, you know, contract that person out, contract that person out. And you think that it'll help you become more beneficial, but really you're putting money out there depending on your business. And you can't even really control your expenses. So again, just a, a lot of learning curves. Um, but it's made me a better person, a better businesswoman, because, you know, with things that I learned on my own, um, that a lot of times the best teacher is experience. Yeah, 100% agree. Um, did you guys see a pretty good result from when you kind of published the book? I know um, we talked about this prior, but I guess... Um, what is some, some feedback on um, some of the readers? Because I read the book um, just recently when, you, uh, when I got it in the mail. And thank you for that, by the way. Um, and I 
you know, you, we talk about how it's for, you know, people in college or through training or, you know, school and stuff like that. But honestly, a lot of the stuff is what I've learned or am learning along the way. And I, you know, I did my certification through Cornell for revenue management, but that's you know, a little different. Um, mm-hmm. But for me, it's still very applicable. So um, I guess if that's what I got from it, I'm pretty sure you probably got some other stories or um, some other, some other um, you know, insights so just on the book because I find it very useful. It's, a, it's been something that kind of reminds me of some other lessons that maybe I forgot or just haven't mm-hmm. deployed. And it's been like, oh, maybe like, you know, if I was thinking that, then it's probably right, you know, that I'm reading it now. So I'm just kind of curious on what you guys have, you know, heard after the book launch because I know – um, you guys uh, just turned, uh, you know, your book published a year ago as of yesterday. So very, very nice. And congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Of course. Well, we got a, a lot of great reviews. Actually, our book was uh, this time last year, a number one new release in our category on Amazon. So uh, that was a, a big like, wow. You know, we wasn't really expecting that. I mean, we weren't really expecting that as far as, you know, of course you want to be number one. Y'all want to be number one. Yeah. It's like, you're number one. You're like, oh my gosh, we're number one. So, um, but it was a lot of great reviews, a lot of positive reviews. Um, probably the review that stuck with me the most um, was actually one of my interns. He uh, mentioned that what clicked with him was the mentorship piece. Yeah. And he's the, he's a great intern, great person. And he just mentioned that uh, he was he he always wanted to do stuff for others. Like you know, if a mentor say, "Hey, you know, I want to build this. I'm want to help you." He you know he felt like, "Well, I got to do something for you because you're helping me." And so we talk about that in the book. Like you know, a mentorship is a win win you know relationship. It's not like where you it's a give and take. It's a it's a and the best mentorships are when it's organic. Yeah. And um, and so that's what we talk about in the book, because a lot of times a lot of people, they don't know how to find a mentor. And really, the mentors are right in front of them. It's just that they don't realize that because they think it's some type of formality. And so when after he read the book and he I was telling him that, you know, um, you know, because I was mentoring him and he felt like, well, I have to do something for you. And I said, you are you're interning for me. But he's like, no, but you're just going above and beyond. I said, oh, I said, well. Well, the same thing that I'm doing to you when you become a CEO one day or owning your own company, you know, just give back to someone else. And that's, that's how it is. You just pay it for it. And so that resonated with me because after he read the book, it clicked and it, and his, his perception change of what a mentor relationship and what it looks like. And so I, I felt like, wow, he, you know, he actually listened to it and made sense. And then, you know, when I speak to students and after they read the book, uh, they'll come back to me on LinkedIn. It's like, oh, I really enjoyed your book. Can you come back and talk about it again? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I needed help on how to network. And, and, your, and we also talked about different stories. The last chapter in the book, chapter 10, we reached out to some of our industry friends, um, you know, millennial, and they, they, they talked about, you know, their, they gave their tidbits. So not only was it Daquan and I, we're sharing our tidbits. It was other industry professionals that were sharing their stories on, you know, what you can do. And one, one of the stories um, was uh, you should have your own, you know, board, board of directors. You know, you should have someone who 
can can help you navigate uh, the world or na navigate your professional world. And uh, so, so stuff like that stuck with me. And it also stuck with, and it's good to see that it stuck with the different students and it actually helped them because that was the goal of the book. You know, I wish I had a book like this when I started out in college. Yeah. Like I wish I would say it was like, here, here's the guide. Instead of me trying to figure out and trying to navigate it, you know, don't know what questions to ask. Because you have a mentor, but you're like, okay, I don't know what to ask. I don't know what to do. And it's, you know, you don't really, really get the full benefit of having that mentor or having that or developing that relationship. No, I 100% agree. And I think that's been the hardest part from my experience just in the industry because I'm a very mentor based person like I love I've always had a mentor whether it was in life or going through other stuff um, but like the hospitality industry is a little bit different um, when I left my first job my first hotel job um, I left because I wasn't being mentored and I specifically asked to be mentored and um, and I never received that so I respected that and try to find a place that I could but you know I'm trying to I guess for our industry I think it's a little bit different we're not in the same I guess I, I, I don't know I've always believed that hospitality has always been a little bit slow behind the times on you know when it comes to tech and development and all this other stuff um, but do you think there's a lack of mentorship and if so do you think that maybe has to go into why there's a um, increase of millennials leaving the operation side of hotels and hospitality. You know what? That's a good point. Um, that is a very good point. Um, and, and actually I, I agree with you on that because a lot of times I think people think with the mentorship, like I said, it has to be formal. Yeah. And typically, I don't know how it was done, you know, in your hotels yeah. uh, that you worked in where they would, they would just assign you to someone. So you, and you have to meet with this person like an hour every month or they take you to lunch or something. So it's kind of awkward and, you know, it's not really organic and it's kind of like you feel like you're wasting their time. Mm -hmm. You know, they probably thinking, okay, because it's not organic. It was like forced upon them. You know what I mean? And I think... Uh, I've seen it where, you know, a front office person will be partnered with someone, you know, in engineering to be their mentor, but their goal is to be in sales and marketing. So it's kind of weird. It's like, well, why don't you part, why don't you, you know, have that person, you know, connect with someone within sales and marketing. So that one, that person feels like they're being heard. You know, because I'm telling you, I want to be in sales and marketing. So now you're partnering with, you know, you're partnering with the director of sales or maybe the associate director of sales. Yeah. And so developing that relationship. So that way, you know, when it's that way, that person can coach you. Okay, well, this is what you need to do. This is how you can get into sales and marketing. These are the different paths in sales and marketing. This is what maybe you can come shadow me, you know, uh, and building that relationship. And so to answer your point, to answer your question as far as, why some millennials probably leaving the industry. Probably some of that has to do with that because, you know, they, they, they say, you know, hey, I want to become a revenue manager or something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they reach out to their manager and say, hey, you know, I really want to become a revenue manager. And, you know, that particular manager could be like, they're so focused, especially if they're, you know, depending on the department, they're so focused. Like, okay, okay, we'll help you. We'll do this. But they're so busy and they want you to focus 
on what you're what you're doing as far as with your job and they never really kind of help you yeah. to get you where you need to go you're like okay instead of saying hey okay i understand you want to be a revenue management let me connect you with the revenue manager maybe you can shadow that person with the day and that way it's it's still kind of formal but it's an introduction and that way that person those two people can kind of create their own relationship because mentorship is very important and and some people they don't some people aren't as aggressive and to just go up to, I, I'm pretty, I was, I'm pretty aggressive. So I didn't have a problem. If I knew I wanted to be in sales and marketing, I would just go to the director of sales and marketing. Like, Hey, I want to be a director of sales and marketing one day. Can I meet with you? But not everybody's like that. Yeah. So sometimes people need that little extra push. They don't know the direction. You know, some people, Hey, I want to be, you know, director of operations or general manager. They may not think or not even know that, Hey, they can actually go to a general manager of their hotel and say, hey, you know what? I want to become a general manager. You know, what are the steps that I need to do? And that way the general manager can direct them to the right person. Yeah, definitely. You know? Yeah. And, and the answer to your question as far as, you know, millennials leaving the, 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 the industry, some of it, you know, could, could be that as far as they don't know which direction to go. And like I said, um, I, I just, when we were talking about this, I thought about when I was a front desk agent, at the time at the Hyatt, I went up to, to, to Mark Hoppelmazian, the CEO of Hyatt. I said, hey, I want to own a hotel one day. Nobody else went up to him because, you know, pretty much everyone was pretty yeah. much scared because it's yeah. the CEO of Hyatt. And, you know, I'm in college. I walked up to him like, hey, I want to own a hotel one day. He was like, what? And I'm going to hold him to it. So listen, I hope he's listening. Because <laughs> I'm going to come up to him one day and say, hey, remember that Hyatt I told you I was going to own? But, um, you know, it's just that 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 push and just developing you know, that relationship and just knowing that there are options and that, you know, people voices are being heard. I think that's what's why a lot of um, millennials are leaving the industry. One, I think it's because the long hours. Yeah. Uh, that's a big thing. Um, I don't know if you've seen this. I know I've seen this during my career, you know, back in the old days, you know, you had to work what at least what 12 to 14 hours regardless how busy or slow the hotel was, you had to work it, right? And so it's like with that same expectation, you know, we, you have to work these 12 to 14 hours a day. And it's like that that can burn somebody out, especially when there are so many options. You know, back in our parents' days and grandparents' days, there's not as many, there's not as many options or job opportunities as there are now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, you know, we don't feel like as millennials, okay, that we have to stay here. And we don't have to retire with this one job, you know? Um, my dad, he did not agree with me becoming an entrepreneur. He was like, no, he was a firefighter for over 20. He retired as a firefighter. He came from, he was old school. You work one job and you work job until you retire. You get benefits, you get steady paycheck and you get a pension. And that was his philosophy. But times have changed, you know, now you can create your own opportunities. You can create your own jobs. You know, you can go from different hotels. You don't even have to work in hotels and still be in the hospitality industry. And I don't think um, uh, people uh, realize that, um, that a lot of people have options and they don't even try to get to know their employees. Um, you know, it's, it's, they're, they're so busy and the constraints of, you know, owners like, hey, you know, we're so worried about the bottom line, you need to worry about the bottom line that they forget about that there's people, you know, don't look at it as a line item of, you know, salaries and wages, but these are people. Yeah. And that, and this is a people industry. 
And these people, they're going to keep your hotel running. They're going to keep these, the, the people that's, that's in your hotel, the frontline employees, the, the, the behind the house employees, the entry level employees, they're the ones that really want to keep the hotel going and, you know, getting the rooms clean, you know, checking in and out guests and, you know, food service and everything else. And if you don't take care of those people, they're going to leave. Yeah. I believe, uh, you know, our first guest, once you get into a certain position, you know, let's say your director of operations or GM or whatever, your first guest is going to be your employees. Um, mm-hmm. That's all the way down from the front office manager down to, you know, housekeeping or housemen or maintenance or whatever you want to say. I think, you know, that's our first guest. And we, I like that what you said, you know, we're not just a bunch of salaries and, and wages as, as people. And, um, you know, the, I think, you are right. And that's why I respect about kind of you and I both having a similar background. We've come from that side. We've seen, you know, we've led a team. We've been in the trenches with them. Um, I remember so many times being in a suit and tie and housekeeping's behind. Rooms aren't ready by four or whatever the check-in time is. And I'm jumping in, cleaning, you know, scrubbing toilets and wiping down the bathtubs and sweeping the floor and making the beds and, you know, doing everything. Uh, and, and so, I, I 100% agree. I think, you know, so sometimes, you know, it's easy for us to say, right, we're, we're not an owner of a hotel yet. So we're not worried about numbers and all the other stuff and the, you know, the overall legalities of operating and owning a, an asset like that. Um, but at the same time, I, I hope and pray that that doesn't happen when we do get to that point. You know, I don't want to get so used to being an owner that I forget, you know, where I came from. And I don't want you know, I, I think for a lot of owners, you know, they come in as a real estate investment, you know, standpoint where mm-hmm. they're just, a, you know, it's a cash flow business, um, mm-hmm. which, is, which is great. You know, that's business is fun and you get to do a lot of cool things with that. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm like you, I'm, you know, I, when I want to mentor or if I want to go do something, I will literally just go to the person like, Hey, I want to be a director. Like you said, director of sales. Um, can I shadow you for a day? or whatever, you know, like stuff like that. I'm very much on that same side. So, um, but for like people that aren't in that area, you know, like good advice is really just kind of feeling it out and maybe just starting conversation. Just also the the biggest thing for me, you know, I'm very much, I would say 90% of my experience and knowledge in the industry is self-taught. The other 10% Mm -hmm. is learning on the, you know, five, I would say 5% learning through experience and then the other five percent is actual mentorship where I have had like conversations with industry leaders or um quote unquote disruptors maybe and so um I the biggest tool for me is you know being self-taught is use the internet as much as your ability because it has some good tools there's good resources um you know out there for development and for for knowledge you know there's online courses like i did i did cornell all online so there's there's ways that you know you can do certain things to develop your yourself and your your skill and um i was even reading in the book uh you know for the pineapple professional um just the at the somewhere in the end it was talking about um, resources and tools and websites and stuff like that and each careers was on there um and for a lot of the listeners that are listening to this episode this week, um, HCareers is pretty much one of the longest standing platforms from hospitality side, like a job board. That's what it was designed to be for a, kind of like an Indeed website. Um, 
and it's pretty much now uh, after its relaunch of this year um, which the CEO will be on the show next week or the next episode after this and um, it's a relaunch platform for people to develop their skills and to learn you know the resources not only just uh, you know online but what um, programs and other uh, you know certifications or resume builders and other things like that can actually help you develop yourself and uh, make sure that you're a right fit for your future employer. So it's a really good tool. I definitely recommend it. Um, but at the same time, don't be afraid to, I'm pretty sure you'll agree with me, Devon, but you know, don't be afraid to just start diving in. If you have a question, Google it. If you have um, you know, a leader in some role that you connected with at a property or a restaurant or whatever, just ask questions. I think it, you know, if you just start dropping little questions every now and then, uh, most leaders will pick it up and will kind of understand like, okay, this person, it, you know, is asking a little bit more outside the box than normal employees are just here to work and collect a paycheck. Um, so I think it's, there's ways that you can stand out and definitely, definitely reach out to anybody and the tools to your, to your advantage. Oh yeah, absolutely. I definitely agree. Uh, reaching out to people, uh, reach, you know, your human resources department, um, is a great tool. Um, you know, they told me about a lot of the different, uh, uh, programs or, or, uh, informational or educational programs at the time when I was at Hyatt, that Hyatt had to offer. And a lot of people don't realize that their respective companies, they have a lot of educational and professional development programs, Definitely. but they don't know. Unless, you know, you speak to, you know, your human resources department or your manager and just let them know what your goals and objectives are. They'll yep. be more than willing to help because that they want to retain you. You know what I mean? It, it yeah. actually costs more to, you know, hire a new employee than to train them than, you know, than to retain them. So it, it, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, just like you said, just go out and ask. And, and another thing that we talk about in the book, we talk about joining professional organizations. Mm -hmm. um, you know, outside of work, that'll help with your professional development. You know, again, a lot of people will say that they're scared of talking to people. You know, they're, uh, they're very introverted, but they love the hotel industry. And as you know, the hotel industry and the hospitality industry, people industry, 100%. <laughs> so you have to deal with people regardless. And I just tell them, like, hey, get out there, start networking, start going to professional events, you know, um, volunteer or get on the board and, and get involved with you know, similar org organizations that, you know, that you want to grow in. For example, if you want to go into sales and marketing, this HSMAI, um, if you want to go into uh, uh, asset management, uh, you have to have a lot of experience to be a part of HAMA, but being a part of HAMA, um, HSMAI, for those who don't know, is Hospitality Sales Marketing Association International. <laughs> and uh, HAMA is... Uh, I believe it's the Hotel Asset Managers Management Association. So it's a lot of different, and we talk about it in the book as well, all of the different organizations and, you know, how you can get involved. And for those who are students who are listening, who are college students, uh, the National Society of Minorities and Hospitality is a great organization to be part of. There are a lot of different student organizations. Um, there are a lot, there's just about an organization for everything. So even if you don't know what you want to do, you know, Google is definitely your best friend and, you know, see different, organ there's an organization for everything. If you want to go into finance and the hospitality side, there's um, an organization for that. If you want to go into the technology side, 
there's an organization for that um, where that way you kind of get involved and they also have a lot of educational programs and you can they actually have a lot of mentorship programs there too and how you can get involved exactly so for the end of the episode and wrapping everything up where can everyone find your book um, I'll also link it as well but just uh, for anybody listening um, where can they find the book and more information about you and then I guess some final tidbits that you may have for the listeners All right. Uh, you can uh, find the book is on Amazon, uh, Tidbits for the Emerging Pineapple Professional. Uh, we have a website, emergingpineapple.com or www.emergingpineapple.com. Uh, you can find me, Devon Rees, on, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, for those who are on Instagram, um, Emerging Pineapple. Uh, but probably the best way to contact me is um, uh, uh, LinkedIn um, as far as for uh, consulting and market research. Um, www.thevongroup.com and it's another way to to reach out to me and as far as for tidbits hmm tidbits that i would say to anyone regardless if you're trying to get into industry you're already in the industry just do what you love you know find your passion uh the hospitality industry is it's a lot of work you're dealing with people you know, you're either in between a guest and their food or a guest and their hotel room. So either way, you know, sometimes it can be a good or bad experience, but our job as being in the industry is make it the best experience as possible. And you just have to care. You know, I find out when you actually care about what you do and you care about the guests, uh, it, make, it make things a lot easier. But the most important thing is to have passion and what you do because if you don't have passion in what you do you're not going to you're not going to give it your all 100 agreed 100 agreed well um thank you so much for being on the show and i just appreciate you reaching out and i love the book so of course um for any of the listeners just an fyi we are actually doing a giveaway for the book isn't that right yes yes that's right so there's going to be information on that um, so th we are actually doing a new way. I'll, um, put it at the end of this episode, but we're going to have you guys text in your submission into, um, you know, the word slick talk at three, one, nine, nine, six. And that will be the way you guys can enter into the competition. So feel free to text the word slick talk to three, one, nine, nine, six, and you will be able to enter. And then early January, I believe January 2nd or 3rd, we'll announce the winner. And then you'll get a copy of the tidbits for the Emerging Pineapple Professional. So stay tuned for that. And thank you guys for tuning into the show this week. Thank you so much for listening. We love your support and want to provide the best we can to all our listeners. So please find us online, social media, and on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. Hey everybody, if you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and enter in the competition. The book is really good. I've actually read it and I have it here in my hands actually right now as I'm speaking. This book will be very helpful for anybody that's wanting to start out in the industry and just needs a little bit of a guide, I guess this would be the best way to describe it. So if you want to enter in the competition and get a free copy, just go ahead and text the word Slick Talk. That's one word, Slick Talk, to 31996, 
3-1-9-9-6, and you will be in the competition, and we will announce the winner on January 2nd. So go ahead, text in, get your info all in there, and hopefully you will win a copy of this amazing book. Thank you for tuning in to this episode, and next week we have the holidays coming up, and then after the holidays are done, so after Christmas, there will be more episodes There's a lot coming out 2020, a lot of stuff happening. So enjoy the holidays with your family. I will be doing that as well. So please um, just take that time and enjoy it. And then, of course, um, right after that, entering into the new year, we got more episodes coming, uh, all scheduled, ready to go. And I hope you guys really enjoy. What's up, everybody? If you've gotten this far into the episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast, then you are amazing, and thank you so much for tuning in. We want to send you two places really quickly. If you can, check out the show notes and click the hospitality.fm link. Check out all of our other shows on the podcast network. And don't forget, if you have someone that you want to hear on the podcast, then fill out the guest fill-out form so that way we can get them on the show. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy another episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast.